Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us on YouTube. Like the videos. Subscribe on Apple. Everywhere. Spotify. I don't know if I have anything else to say other than you know we we make a good show here and you should keep listening. Yeah, and we're gonna please ask you again to read the criteria because we talk about MMA judging. In fact, read it again. Like read it, read it even if you read it. Just just keep doing it. Memorize it. You should. There's a quiz. There's a quiz next week. Be ready. (laughs) We should do that one time. We should do a quiz. Just just let people play along. That would be interesting. (laughs) We'll we'll have like bits of silence pulled in there, and or maybe we should just let people pause. Be like pause here. Yeah, that that would be real interesting, actually. I don't think. Or or you know the uh, like an audio book where they would be like, all right, you got to go to the next page, or like like you were a kid. Yeah. You remember, you remember the art? Like, my kids have some stuff like that, so. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Dan, it's been a weird weekend for uh, for you and I. You're you're starting to come down with a little thing. Yeah, a little bit. We'll see. A L- little bit of a of a little, little health downturn. Yeah. A little fever. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully not. I've, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with the fact that my phone is busted, so anyone who's been trying to reach me via text, I'm not getting it. <laughs> Scott does not have maybe 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 this week maybe we'll get lucky. Scott's phone is in bits. It's it, green it is, anyway. It is a little bit. It looks like a very beautiful spider web. Mm. It's actually there's like two distinct like crack points too. I don't know how this got so bad, but it did. <laughs> I've never like I and this is like the first time I've ever like cracked a screen really like not wow. not to this degree. Okay. By you, you ever like threw it against the wall or something? No, I've never. I mean, I've come close a few times throwing my phone through the TV. Um, but I, I'm, oh yeah, that that would be really bad. Cause that's double damage. Yeah, but no, I'm I've I've matured. I mean, years ago when I was a kid, I mean, I don't know how many Dreamcast controllers I went through. Uh, just spiking them like couldn't be that many. It didn't last that long. I tell you, I probably went through three or four because I spiked them. But the Dreamcast only lasted like seven months. How did you manage that? Listen, it happened. Just bam, slam, huh? lose, bam, slam. It's, Slam Jam Bam, Dipsy Doo yeah, Dunkaroo. Exactly. Something like that. Um, Dan, it's this uh we're coming off of a card that I think was reasonably entertaining. Yeah, it, Not was, it was pretty good. Super I mean important in the big scheme, but there were some fun fights on here, some interesting fights. I don't know if it if I can agree because I wouldn't know. I mean I, and now I know, but when it was happening live I I passed out and I was I woke up to Khalil Roundtree uh at the analyst desk. So Fair enough. Yeah. But I went back and watched. I mean, so so basically, what my understanding is, you had missed live the main event. Oh uh, no, I missed live basically the whole card. I tried. Oh, I tuned. Right. I tuned in for the main card when I got back home from my Christmas party and was passed out in a round or two on the couch, and then woke up to Khalil Roundtree at the analyst desk. Well, in light of the fact that your body's obviously fighting off something, I can understand. Yeah, but I felt fine. Yesterday. But also, so if you were watching the. Uh, the main event between Song Yadong and, and Chris Gutierrez. I wouldn't say it was like a snoozer, but it certainly wasn't. It was a very less thrilling uh, Bantamweight fight than you'd be expecting from the top guys. Yeah. I, I mean, if you ask Peter Yawn, it was a yawn snooze That's fest. True. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? I didn't think it was that bad. No, it, I, was, just, it was fine. It fight. just kind of, I don't know. It, it was okay, right? I think Gutierrez needed, you know, he needed, you know, to step up a little bit. That's the yeah. That was the thing. I don't. I don't blame Song necessarily. I think. I think what Gutierrez was doing early, it, 
seemed like kind of smart to like you know be patient with the kicking game and try mm-hmm. to you know wait in that way but then it never really escalated to anything yeah he was kind of he was kind of stuck never really yeah. you know got and, out of and that so no more or less figured out how to manage that mm-hmm. and and just kind of went to work the rest of the way and especially once he was getting the takedowns and and hey uh free you know roll for a leg locks that fail <laughs> um able to work on the ground a lot i like i like when guys roll for leg locks but it would be Good to see guys roll for leg box more if they're adept at it, but also maybe they don't look like that when they do it. Like there, there was a point in the sport where it was like, oh wow, the leg lock game may start becoming a thing, and then it, it died again once someone got. I don't think it's ever going to just be a thing. I think it, I think there's always going to be guys who are very interesting at it. Um, you know, you'll you'll have your you know your Ryan Halls and and things like that creep in there. I um, think and then, you know. There's guys who can who can obviously pull it off or even threaten with it, you know. Um, I think we saw Paul Craig was doing that a little bit too mm. the other day, uh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, Thank but it's it's only it's only so much. Ilya Taporia killed that. He's like, oh, Paul Harris. There's only so many Paul Harrises. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the question: I guess I would have main off the main event. I don't think we have to spend too much time on a lot of these fights in general outside of the rounds, but. For Song Yudong, it's a good win. You know, it's 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 a nice solid win. Um, does he fight for the Bantamweight title in 2024? Because here's the thing. Let me set it up for you before you answer. Mm. Number one, he is very much uh, a key for them popularity-wise, the UFC in China. Mm. That's number one. Number two, he has a win over the guy who is challenging for the Bantamweight title. Mm-hmm. So he's very much still in that mix. He's only lost to Corey Sanhagen in that fight. He was doing well against Corey Sanhagen, except for the fact that, you know, that massive cut probably should have stopped it early. Mm, yeah. So he's in the mix. So he very much belongs in that group. Having said all that, what do you think? I don't think it's in 2024. Okay. Uh, just because there's too many people ahead of him, and I don't I don't see O'Malley wanting to fight that much. Maybe twice. So you're thinking he's going to be, like, March and then, like, September? Yeah, so I think Song, Song's got to probably get through Jan. That would probably be the next fight. And then we saw Cejudo is fighting Devalish really right? I yeah, believe. it sounds like that's going to happen. It's it's like all but booked, I guess. Okay, so the winner of that would be after the winner of uh, O'Malley and Vera. Probably. And I don't know if Sean's going to fight three times in a year. If it sounds like Aljamain Sterling wants to move up to 45. Too, and yeah, so. he's, he's going to go out. And then who knows what, what the deal is with Sanhagen. Yeah, Sanhagen is definitely the wild card here. I, I could see him realistically getting... I mean, who knows? What if they did Sanhagen and, and uh, Song again? You know, I don't think they should, yeah. but like there, that was an interesting fight in the sense that it was like I'm saying, there was kind of a way that you could say, "Hey, Song looked really good. He just got massively cut up." Yeah, and then we got Davis and Figueroa in the mix. So I, I honestly, bantamweight is crazy. Like you, can, yeah. you can plug any of these guys in, you got a decent fight. It's true. I can, I definitely wouldn't expect it next year either. But in the context of everything I was kind of setting up, it really would not surprise me if they go if to they China. Were. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, they were, and I think they would love to get in there again next year. Yeah, if, if they go there, he'll he'll probably be on it. Don't don't write it off is all I would say. Okay, um, yeah, it's pretty much it as far as I have as a band away. And we should talk about Khalil Roundtree though, yeah. because first off, the man is starting to creep up that list of uh, light heavyweight knockouts. He is now third. They said on the broadcast behind mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell and Shogun Hua. Um, very impressive. I think he's done it in a very uh, uh, underrated way because he's kind of been 
very steadily working up and maybe falling back down mm-hmm. working up. And now he very much looks like, okay, he's, he's not that far away from getting to the title conversation. He's not there yet, but he's getting very close. Why don't you book his next fight? Uh, well, he just, he just beat number eight, Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Smith's best days are behind him. I, I said that before. I think everybody knows his best days uh, are behind him, sure. I'll maybe go somewhere like uh, Johnny Walker. So Johnny Walker is going to uh, fight Magomed Kalayev next because they have to they have to settle that no contest. Okay. So I mean, do they have to? I mean, that's what they're doing. Johnny Walker <laughs> would want that, I guess. But... It is not what they have to do. You are you're right there, but it is what they're going to do. Well, I, I don't. He called out uh, the champ, so I mean that's not going to happen. No. Uh I don't know. I I, I don't know where they're gonna. Rank him after that. Would you be top ten? Maybe should be. He was at eleven, right? I mean, who knows? The, the there's no there's no guessing what the UFC rankings are going to end up being because the panel is such a obscure group of quote unquote media members. Yeah, I mean, maybe Krilov. I don't know if he has a fight or I don't know of a, a fight that he's booked in. Krilov makes some sense. I mean, Jan would be very fun. I think. I actually think two. Jan would be a good one. I, Jan just had. Either did have surgery or is going to have surgery, so that kind of gives him like a little bit of leeway or lead time to to maybe not have a fight soon, which kind of lines up almost in some ways potentially with Khalil Roundtree just having fought. Mm. I think that would be interesting. I don't know if that's the kind of fight that he's looking to take. I don't know if he's going to be that picky, but I think it'd be interesting. I like that. That's the one I'd yeah. be most that like. I think probably Krilov almost makes more sense, but mm-hmm. I think one the, the one against Blahovich. Makes some sense, but also is more fun. Yeah, is Rakic fighting? Rakic is supposed to come back soon. I don't believe he has a fight booked. Or maybe he was supposed to be fighting in Canada, I'm trying to recall. Is he on that 297 card? I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he doesn't have an opponent, but he's attached to that card right now. So maybe Roundtree will try to get on that. If Roundtree wants to turn around quickly, I mean, there's that, that would be a good chance for it. And honestly, I think if you're going to fight Rakic, fight him now coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. So... That would be interesting too. We'll see. We'll see what we end up with. But yeah, he's got some options. Sure. And then if he wins one of those, I mean, shoot, who knows what you do? I don't. Yeah. I don't think you can. I think they're still going to be able to do Jamal Hill and and uh, you know challenging for the belt he used to have against Alex Pereira. But and we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. That was really all I had. Kind of, kind of coming off of reacting the fights. Um, let's get to that unanimity report for UFC Vegas 283. We had 22 rounds total 15 of which were unanimous for a 68.2 percent rate just just a hair under what we're usually seeing uh it's, it's basically and uh two of those were actually nine eight splits so seven in all for contested rounds yeah let's get to it my friend let's do it let's do let's lead with uh with this uh not just a split decision my friend an alternative decision yes. andre muniz getting the win over jun young park split decision 29-28s all around. But because we have rounds one and three in which the loser won the majority of the cards, we do have that alternative decision. Always weird when these things happen. They happen like what? It's like it's about four or five times a year in the UFC. It just kind of happens roughly around that number. I, I tried to get one of the bigger voices in in the MMA you know media community to get behind the terminology. Mm-hmm. Credit to you as, as you as well. But I don't know if he saw it or not. That's all right. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It'll 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 get there <laughs> by by sheer will. I will make sure it gets there. But yes, we, we're gonna be talking about rounds one and three uh, in Muniz versus Park. So let's start with one, sir. 
for four minutes, it's Muniz is round. I mean, not by a lot at all. Uh, he starts with a couple leg kicks, that high kick that's partially blocked, maybe fully blocked. I'm not really sure there. Uh, and then he gets into the grappling, and he finally gets a takedown. He's on the back, but only lands a couple strikes. He's not really doing it. He's not even fishing for subs, it doesn't seem. 40 seconds left is where Park reverses it. He mounts him, and he lands big shots. He stole the round because Muniz didn't try to do that much damage when he had the advantage. So I'm on 10-9 Park. Yeah, I feel pretty good about Park here. Um, I know it's a small window of time where he's doing damage but we've seen that that doesn't necessarily have to be the case and the rules of course don't necessitate that to be the case either um i can't give you too much that Muniz did that i feel like good about it being you know a more effective round right yeah i mean he's we're really getting down to it i just don't think his offense was effective who would who would you rather be at after that round i think you'd rather be park you'd definitely rather be park that's not you know that doesn't have to be the bar but I think in this case, it really makes a lot of sense because, yeah, it's it, it's not that it's not like Muniz even got to these positions where it was like super threatening. Right. I, I didn't see he basically just all he had was an accrual of time in control, so to speak. And, yeah, I, I don't think that comes remotely close to the fact that those elbows and, and strikes that Park was landing, they were good. Mm-hmm. They were really good. It was this was not pitter patter, right? No, no, no. This He was trying to smash his face. So I, I'm with you. I definitely like Park. Uh, in this one, judges Jacob Montavo and Tony Weeks agreed with us. Chris Flores saw this one for Muniz. I don't think that's the greatest of scores. Yeah, I mean, I, can, I, don't I, can, I think I think he could probably defend it though. I'm sure, he can. Yeah. I, I mean, what is the what is your defense? If, put yourself in uh, in Flores' shoes and just try to hypothetically defend it. Possibly what Laura Sanko was saying in one of the rounds about you know the diminishment in the grappling sequences of the fighting spirit. Possibly. I mean, you can you can you can say he got the dominant positions. He didn't really do much with them. I would push back at that too because he. Uh, he yeah, I, yeah. That's that's the pushback. Is that he's not diminished. He's right. really not. Yeah. I think we pretty much saw that in the sense that oh, something happens later, and he's very much diminishing the other guy with those right. Yeah. Aren't good strikes. I just I I don't that wouldn't pass much with me. I would push back at that. Well, you're gonna get pushed. That that is the pushback for that. Sure. But that, but I, but that I think that be... I think it's the right thing to do the pushback. I I don't love the score. I really don't. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I say throw it on the list. <laughs> All right. Put it on the list. Put it on the list, my man. All right. We're gonna revisit these pretty soon. We're getting near the end. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about round three though too. This is a little different. Yeah. Uh, Muniz gets it on the ground again. He's on the back. He isn't really doing much, but he you know he has he's having a better round than he did in round one. Uh, he's actually looking for chokes here. He's actually throwing some punches. But when, when the fight's on the feet, I think Park's landing some good shots. Uh, but when it's on the ground again, Park gets on top, lands some good shots. He didn't really get great position, but he had more effective offense with his, uh, I guess, ad- advantage, you would maybe say, for lack of a better word. Sure. Uh, or just top position. He did better at when he had top position, in my eyes. So that's why I went 10-9 for Park. No, I went the other way, though. I, this time, I actually did go for Muniz. I thought that... The grappling was at least a little more effective. He was, and, and I don't think he ate the same level of damage in return. Okay. Um, I think this is a perfectly reasonable round to go the other way too, just like you did. This mm-hmm. is one where I, I see both sides. It, it's perfectly fine. Um, but I, I did go the other way. I did give this one to Muniz. All right. So I agreed with uh, basically the whole card from Judge Montalvo. And uh, so Flores and Weeks were in the majority. You basically ended up having Tony Weeks card. Okay. Which awarded the fight 
to part. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's funny you say that. I was at the dinner last night and I stabbed my finger and I also had. This some, is hilarious so far. Wow. I, I had some. I had some blood on my clothes, just like Ooh. Tony Weeks had blood on his clothes. This is a this in is a, a referee real fight. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw. I saw yeah. the picture. Yeah. Were you were you standing there nice and pleasant and calm, just covered in your own blood? Yes, I asked for a band aid too. Okay. Did you get one? I did. It's adorable. The smallest band aid ever, but yeah, yeah, I got one. Was it like a like a giant gash the size of the one that Corey Sanhagen gave to Song Yudong? No, I got, I I put my hand in my pocket and I caught a splinter for something like a sharp piece of plastic or something right okay. right in my ring finger, and I think it punctured a vein like that runs through the finger. Or along that's the, not ideal. Along the knuckle, because when I pulled out the splinter, it just started like leaking. I was like, "Oh my god, better get some pressure on this thing." Again, this was a really hilarious story. Oh well, yeah, it was. <laughs> you had to be there. I I guess so. That's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> all right, enough enough blood in your in your life. Let's get to the blood going. Well, there's not really a whole lot of blood in this fight either, but there's at least some fighting going on in in uh, in the next fight here. Luana mm-hmm. Santos. Got the win over Stephanie Edgar, Edger, right? Edger? I thought it was Edgar. Edgar, I can't remember. <laughs> this was a long time ago. Um, unanimous decision, 229-28 and a 30-27. But we do have two rounds here that are split, which in theory opens up the idea for, hey, could this have actually been a victory for Stephanie Edgar, given you know the right combination of people watching it? So at least let's, let's talk about rounds two and three. Start with two. So I thought this was a pretty close round. A lot of clinching against the cage. Santos gets a, a nice throw. Nothing really comes of it. They're back on the feet pretty quick. There's some knees against the fence. I think a couple foot stomps here and there. At distance, Santos' jab is getting some big reactions from Egger. Not a great look. Uh, Egger does land some nice combos at the end of the round, but I think it's a Santos round. 10-9. I do too. It's it's not bad to go the other way, but it, I did go that way as well. Mm. I don't know if I have more to add. It, it was kind of was just a round that occurred, right? Yep. Um, yeah, it's fine that this one's split. I uh, We both agreed with Judge Junichiro Camillo and Jacob Montalvo. I can't remember the last time we even brought up Judge Camillo. It's been a while, I feel. Yeah, maybe took some time off. I would have to double check, but not as much time as uh, as Mike Bell. We have not heard from Mike yeah. Bell since uh, since that unfortunate 10-8. Yeah. Hope we see him again soon. He'll be fresh in 2024, ready to go. One would hope. Yeah. Solid judge. Not a good score in that round, but solid judge. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we we agreed here. Tony Weeks was the out judge. Saw this one for Edgar. Um. Again, not a big deal. About round three. Round three. I think there's a lot of anti fighting coming from Santos. I mean, she gets a nice throw early, kind of dumps Edgar right on her head, right into side control, kind of a headlock scarf hold position. But uh, and some decent impact on it, right? Yeah, they're there for a little bit, but no. Outside of just the takedown itself, uh, with the impact, nothing much is there. Um, on the feet, she's landing those lefts again, but I think Edgar starts cracking with some, some good shots when they're on the feet. Santos clinches again, hoping to run out the clock. Herb reset them at one point. I mean, there was, there was quite a few clinches where he's clapping like, Hey, let, let's do something here. Let's work. End of the fight. She has Edgar on, on, uh, back against the, uh, the back against the fence, punching her with a, a couple punches, but I can't reward Santos here with the round. I, I thought she was anti-fighting if you ask me. So, but you're not taking points away from her. You're just no. Not I'm not her. taking points away, but it's running out the clock. She didn't. She didn't have enough offense for me to say, okay, I, I got a solid lead here. Let's get let's get this fight over with. Sure. Let's sit on the ball. Yeah, I I went with you. I also gave the round agger. I just I thought she was actually landing things that were doing something, whereas I didn't think much of anything that 
Luana Santos was really doing. Hmm. I don't even think like she landed. I, it's hard to really think of much of a time where she landed anything of impact. I mean, like you said, foot stomp, foot stomp. It's like, yeah. Well, she had a couple a of lefts early. That's it. Yeah, it's true. It was very early, but then like basically, yeah, for those mm-hmm. last four, almost four plus minutes, I feel like. Yeah, once it got back on the fence, there's a lot of, you know, nothing happening, kind of. Just leaning against, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, I gave it to Edgar. I think that, it's not that it's wrong to go the other way, but I feel very good about this score. Yeah. It's a close round. It's not a whole lot happening. Edgar probably could have done more to take the round, too, you know. But since we both agreed on Edgar getting the round, we disagreed with Judges Montavo and Weeks and agreed with Judge Camillo. What does that mean? Cash that override. <laughs> In the mail. It's it's heading out there. It'll probably get there. Maybe. Mm. Possibly. Maybe not. Um, we do have one more split decision, actually, to talk about. This one only had one round involved, though. And that was in the curtain jerker of the night. Talita Alan, uh, Alancar got the win over Ryan uh, Hayani, right? Hayani? I have no idea. <laughs> I, believe it was, I keep reading as Ryan, and then I'm like, wait, I think it's Hayani because of, of the R's. Uh, Hayani Amanda. Split decision, like I said, all 29-28s. And by the way, I should point out, that this was the contested rounds candidate ah. of last week. So I nailed it. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Your, like your award's in the mail, too. Yeah, thank you. I'll probably get that yes. one, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll put it on my shelf. But round three was the split. Okay, so round one went to Amanda. Round two went to Alan Carr. Round three, we're split here. So what's happening? Yeah, Amanda, she had a low output early, kind of just like circling around. And Alan Carr was kind of coming forward a lot, throwing. She just wasn't really landing much. I thought Amanda did start to land, and when she did, it was more impactful, getting the better reaction. She really came on in the final minute. Alan Carr, you know, had to reset multiple times after getting tagged. I got no beef, either way. Alan Carr definitely had the better visual, I would think, uh, for that round. She was she was definitely, you know, swinging a lot. I don't. I to me, I didn't look like they landed. Maybe Cage side, they perhaps did. So, but I'm ten nine Amanda. I also went to nine Amanda. I I I don't know. I, I can understand it going right both ways, right? They think there was like a decent shot, but you know, otherwise I I, I think she still should have done a whole lot more. Oh yeah, for sure. I think unmistakably there were mistakes made probably on both sides mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get something going in that round. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I still went Amanda here. Mm-hmm. So hard to be mad though. You gotta it, do more. It is. But uh yeah, so we're on the same side here. We disagreed with the majority. In this case, Judges Adelaide Bird and Ron McCarthy had it for Alan Carr, thus giving her the win. Sal D'Amato was the out judge who gave it to Amanda, who, by the way, was the majority selection among media members who'd submitted scores. Um, so as much as everybody likes to kind of give Sal D'Amato a very hard time, this time, most of them agreed with him. Yep. And so did we. So yes. what does that mean for Judge D'Amato? Capside override. <laughs> ship that one out there's probably like a backlog maybe there's like a whole room in like like a new jersey post office sitting there and just like everything's got to get shipped out to to this salvatore d'amato character <laughs> and they just haven't gotten there maybe maybe one day one day one day um that's it for our split decisions and our really uh anything in the terms of uh wondering about who could have won the fight now we've got two rounds that are eight nine splits, my friend. Yes. One of which was the fifth round in a fight that was no one was uh, questioning who won the fight. So let's get to that. Song Yandong's victory over Chris Gutierrez, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Two fifty forty fives and one fifty forty four. That fifth round is what we're talking about here. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean it's one way traffic. 
Song gets it down immediately, and he he's in half guard for a while before being put in, in full guard. Song's not really opening up just yet, but then he starts to connect with elbows, and then it's some more elbows. I think he landed like 10 to 12 pretty hard elbows that round. Very Tito Ortiz-like, you know, forget passing the guard, I'm just going to beat you up from here. Normally, I'd want a tad more, but Gutierrez really did absolutely nothing in this round, so I go 10-8. And that's more or less why I actually went the other way was the fact that you I kind of want to see more done usually. So I did score it a nine live. Having said that, I did watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I I think I'm I'm gonna keep my score. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change it. Uh I think it's still a very defensible score, but I I think if given the opportunity to go back, I wouldn't mind the opportunity to go back and make it an eight because basically, yeah, like almost nothing happens from Chris Gutierrez. And this round is not, it doesn't resemble a normal nine. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not the strongest of eights for sure. No, it could, it yeah, could it, be strong. It's a different round, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll keep it as is. I'm going to, I'm going to stick in my majority score. I had it the same as judges Camillo and McCarthy. You agreed here with the eight put down by judge D'Amato and appreciate that seeing the eights thrown out in a fight that really didn't matter. Nothing's getting mailed in. We're, we're giving everything it's due for sure. He knows, he knows who's going to win on his card and he's still thinking about it. So I appreciate that, that way of thinking. Yeah, exactly. I would think most judges are going to try to think like that, but you never know. Yeah. This one did <laughs> good on judge D'Amato. I uh, hope he gets that over. Not this one. though. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, again, we have another eight, nine split here. This one in the Tatsuro Tyra. Victory over Carlos Hernandez, round two TKO. Uh, kind of just mauled Hernandez most of the duration of this fight, yeah. as long as it lasted. Mm. Uh, and that is why we were talking about a potential 10 8 in the first round. So, why don't you go over it? Yeah, it was one way traffic, a big brothering by the younger guy, uh, completely dominant on the ground for a full three. A little minutes. brothering, a, li- a little brothering. Yeah, he was <laughs> slapping himself in the face. Uh, the problem is again, he has opportunities to throw strikes, and he's not doing it, and he's not really attacking subs. When he does, they're solid strikes, but if he just pushes for it more, I think we're talking about a unanimous eight here. Uh, It's on the fighter for not pushing, you know, for the eight, but I do think he had just enough damage to push it over for me, so I'm 10-8 Tyra. I also went over the, over the, um, kind of over the, over the edge of the eight here, too, and I do think at least part of it is the fact that Hernandez does nothing. Yeah, that's, that, that's another. Yeah, that's another one. That's 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 a big thing. I think number one is there really just isn't anything done, and once you start doing that, it's it, it just seems too lopsided to say, okay, well, this is just a nine. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the pace at which, and you sort of alluded to this, the pace at which Goody, uh, not Goody years, um, Tyra fights. I think here he is fighting methodically. He's fighting uh, very strong. But he's just not rushing things, so it doesn't look like as in your face. But I do think it's very dominant. He has a good duration on it. Um, the damage, maybe it's not quite there, but I, I, I think I, I'm, I feel good about this one being an eight. Um, and if the rules aren't going to allow for that, and they, they do, they're just not really being enforced that way. Um, I think that's a problem. Like there's, there's parts where he's mounted and Hernandez doesn't have control of of him at all. He's postured up, and there's openings to just tee off, and he just doesn't for whatever reason. Like, if he did that, sure. he pro- probably gets out in the first round. If he if he throws caution to the wind just a little bit more than what, what, he, uh, what he did. So Yeah, obviously he didn't K 
care about that. I think he was probably of a mind or I'm just going to drown this guy and eventually mm-hmm. he'll run out of air and sure enough, he did. Like, I, wonder, I wonder if fighters have that in mind, you know, to fight for the eight. I don't know if they do or not. I bet you very few of them. There's probably yeah. some of them that maybe I don't know if they're fighting for the eight, but they're certainly fighting to like bash the brain, bath, fighting bash to kill, yeah, as, like, as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, which is essentially the the same thing, just without the actual, you know, necessitated focus, uh, focus uh, measure of trying to get that done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many fighters are out there being like, I'm going to ten eight these guys. I want to I want to get thirty twenty fours, and then that's like how they want to fight. Well, I think, well, Sean Brady, I remember at least one fight where someone yelled out, that's an eight from his corner. Mm-hmm. He just got like, in the, like, it was like two minutes left in the round still. He's like, that's an eight. Well, then we're at a 10 eight now. Sure. Unless it just, was. I don't know what it was. So at least, I mean, they might be aware of it at least. Sure, sure. But that's in the corner. Yeah. They're yelling instructions. Yeah. Well, see, I, I do feel like more fighters really ought to keep that in mind because at this point, half the fights go the distance, you know, depends on the weight class, but more or less mm-hmm. half the fights go the distance. If you're... If you've got a 50-50 shot of going the distance, you probably should try to maybe push things in your direction a little bit more. And you might get that stoppage anyway. That's true. I wonder, how many fights, I don't think you would know this off the top of your head, but maybe. How, how many fights, like round one's a 10-8 one way, and then round two's 10-8 the other way? Probably not very much, many. It's, it's very infrequent, but it's I'm, I'm pretty sure I can remember one or two times in my chart that it's happened. Like, because you get one 10-8, you guaranteed yourself a draw. Yeah. To almost. But more or less. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I would I would love to see more fighters and more coaches push for the things that could better get them 10 eights in rounds at the very yeah. least. You're not going to be like not everyone's going to allow it to happen. Right. You know, not every opponent's going to allow it to happen and not every fighter is going to be capable of getting there. But mm. you'd still I still think it's more achievable than a lot of than we see. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. But but at any rate, we both agreed that this should be an eight, which means we saw it the same way as Ron McCarthy. Not the same way as Sal D'Amato, who only gave in a nine here. He'd given the eight, of course, later on in the night. Um, and Chris Lieben was on the same side as Judge D'Amato here. So since we agreed with Judge Mc- oh, by the Judge Judge Crippler, right? Is that what I Judge Crippler, yes. Sorry, I misspoke. Yes. My mistake. Mm-hmm. Um since we did agree though with Judge McCarthy, what does that mean for Judge McCarthy? Cap side override. <laughs> Three tonight. That's right. And realistically, like sort of four, just not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, I'd still, I'm still not willing to push change what I'd already put down. Yeah, you three know, and that, a half. That's kind of where I'm at. Three and a half. Yeah, three, three and three and a, you know, well, 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 well. Yeah, a little weak one, right? Don't put it on the list. That doesn't count. Um, but that's it. That was uh, that was our rounds. Mm-hmm. We had six finishes out of, uh, I believe it was eleven fights. That was, that's how many there were. I believe so. I I just thought of it for a second and I was like, well, hold up. How many were there? Um, But yeah, so that, that was a, yes. Six finishes was nice. Uh, Five KOs or TKOs, one submission victory, technical submission. Yes. Um, And two fights ended in the first round on the main card. What was your favorite, my friend? Tim Elliott, arm triangle over uh, Sumaderji. I got, I got, (laughs) excuse me. I got, right there. I got nervous that Herb Dean stopped it too early, but it was just um, Sumaderji convulsing. Uh, <laughs> so okay. that's all it was. I was like, okay. I mean, another early stoppage we'd have to talk about in, in a submission. It, it happened way too frequently if, if that was another one. But no, it was just uh, just some convulsing. Can you name uh, an early Herb Dean stoppage? Um, depends who you ask, but Robbie Lawler and... and uh, Ben Askren, possibly. True. Yeah, that that is dependent on on who you ask. Yeah, 
that's a bit different. Mm. I uh, say yes. What was, <laughs> what was yours? Um, I I went with uh, Khalil Roundtree. I think just the the nature of him smashing Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is like notorious for just like looking horrible when he gets finished. Mm-hmm. He's like always like rolling around and like just a mess. Uh, I don't know if it's just because he's like giant and lanky and long and, and everything, but whatever reason, he always kind of looks like this like rolling, just mess of a man when he's like basically done. But I really loved the image of Khalil Roundtree and everybody kind of enjoyed this. The image of Khalil Roundtree walking with his like fist up in the air, getting ready to smash down the hammer fist, the standing hammer fist until Herb Dean finally stops it. He's like, Herb, you, you're going to stop it, right? It, it was like a him. total threat. Like, yeah. you know, I'll do this, right? I'll do Don't it. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, all right, all right. No, he, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. I'll I'll stop this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was my that was my favorite. And then I saw there was a, someone put on social media. They put the, the image of him doing that next to an image of a statue of Hercules. I, I think smashing the the Nemean lion. Okay. So it was it was, it was a, kind of a fun little symmetry there. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Except Cleo Roundtree was wearing clothes, mercifully. <laughs> we we have decency in this day and age. <laughs> that is it. That was a that was the final fight night of the year. The final time at the apex for the year. Good thing we had ninety four thousand apex cards to talk about this year. We had a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I just said ninety four thousand. I counted. That's an exact that's, number. That's don't time, don't check time. me. Don't check me. Don't push back. Some probably shouldn't have happened, but hey, they happened. Maybe here and there. Definitely here. And there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now we're looking forward to the final event of the year. Yes. And I like that the UFC finally did this where their final event of the year. They used to do it. And now it's, then they stopped going that way. Their final event of the year is a pay-per-view card. They're not going out mm-hmm. kind of like on like, oh, just another Apex card. They're actually going out on like a decently meaningful, not just decently meaningful. I mean, this card. Very it's basically stacked top to bottom, yes. dude. Yes. It is a really impressive card. We're we're blessed to get a really nice one here. Um, we did get stuck with one heavyweight fight, but you know, can't be perfect. That's true. Honestly, though, the, the I like the I don't love the fact that they matched it up because I still don't think Colby Covington ought to be challenging Leon Edwards for the title ahead of other guys, but it's still gonna be a good fight, I think. That's gonna be a good fight. I, I think that's a really nice fight for the title. Um, I just talked to Edwards the other day, actually, too. And, you know, he's made no secret. He also doesn't think it should be Colby next. But he doesn't necessarily seem very impressed with all the other contenders either, which I feel like is just a means of saying, well, I want to go fight up at 85, which he's made clear, too. Well, I mean, defend the belt a little bit here. It's not like it Walter Wade has contenders. I mean, one of which could emerge from this event, too. Uh, I mean, we have another title fight, but the uh, the, the other big fight at 170 I mean, there's really two, but the the main one would be Shafkat Rachmanov against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, Wonderboy is kind of a, an interesting one here because I don't know that you would think of him as like if he wins, he's next because Bilal Muhammad really ought to be next, even well, no matter what happens probably in this fight. But yeah, Bilal's the replacement in case yeah. the emergency fighter. Um, I doubt that he'll be needed. Hopefully not. But he did. Yeah, say I mean, he, nothing against Bilal. You always hope he did say he'd be ready though. Respecting. So yeah. Um. So that I mean, there's some meaningful fights here. I, I think it's silly to to imagine that we don't that. I know Leon wants to go up to fight for the other belt. Well, win he your division to, first. Yeah, I, that's great. I, I think I think we can wait a little longer. You have you have aspirations. <laughs> Defend this belt a few times. Sure. 
I think if, realistically, if he go if he went out there and next year beat Bilal Muhammad and the winner of uh, Rachmanov, Wonderboy Thompson, I'd have zero problem with him moving up. Not at all. Sure. I mean, it depends how far, you know, we got Ian Gary's also on this card, how far he progresses to. He is, but I, I would be, I'd still be okay with it. I think it's, especially it's interesting, and I did talk with Leon about this, the idea that the two guys fighting for the middleweight belt in January, champion Sean Strickland against challenger Drickus Duplessis, they were both 170 pounders. Here's the thing. He, he may be pushing for it because he sees it as, you know, middleweight might be the weakest it's going to be. Yeah. And he's like, I can get two belts, you know, I mean, no pushovers, but also not the toughest of challengers. It's possible. But I also think, well, actually, I will I will tell you this. One thing that uh, Leon told me is if he does win that belt, the middleweight belt, and I don't think this is going to do him any favors in getting the opportunity. He said if he wins the belt. He's gonna drop it and go back down to 170. So he just wants to win it and go back. He just, oh yeah, he just wants to be known as a two champ because he sees it as as very possible that he could win it. I I so, think that's what it is, and I I think that's probably going to make that opportunity go away. <laughs> I would I would think so too. Yeah, I I think that's probably not gonna help. So, um, by the way, while I brought up Drickus Duplessis, I should have brought up uh, earlier in the show, but I had the opportunity to sit in earlier in the week last week uh on the english uh, mixed martial arts association or emma yes emma uh they had their their quarterly uh officiating meeting where they go over you know some rounds like they do in california mm-hmm. um for both judging and for refereeing kind of choices and that kind of thing basically that a private be- version of our show what's that basically a private version of our show I mean, it's open to it's open to media. It's open yeah, to yeah. coaches, fighters, basically whoever. They they made it very clear that it's open. So if anybody's interested in how to get in touch and be a part of the next one, reach out. Let me know. I can I can probably put you through to the right people mm-hmm. and uh, and get that situated because it, it it was a good time. It was interesting. Uh, I always like to sit in on those when I can. Uh, it was <laughs> I was like trying to balance doing that with picking up my children. Mm-hmm. So I like. I don't think I really missed any of the conversation. It happened to be because we watched the rounds before, you know, we're always encouraged to watch those rounds before so that we're, you know, we can watch it again during the thing, but more or less you want to be ready to talk about it beforehand. Right. So I got home like just after they were finished watching the first round. So I'm like, okay, good. This is like perfect timing. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it was a good time. And uh, I, I enjoyed that. I wish you were able to come too. Yeah, me too. Next time, put it on your damn calendar. I did. You know, I know you sent it to me. I just for I it slipped my mind. Mm. I you know a likely story. Middle of the afternoon our time, and I, I just oh wow. I know it's it's that's true because they're doing it seven thirty in uh over in uh in the UK, whereas when California does it, they do it at like two thirty over where they are, which ends up being like five. Well, it's actually a little later, but it's, they more or less do it like it would be the afternoon here. For the one that takes place later, but it's also later for the one that takes place early. It's just very mm-hmm. strange. It, it messes me up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I always I love going to these. It's always a good opportunity. So hopefully, if anybody's interested, they they could reach out or get in touch with the right people themselves. Um, but anyway, back to two ninety six. Uh, like you said, there is another welterweight fight there. Luke Vincente Luque against Machado Gary. I do like that fight too. I mean, that that one looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, a good time. That's a then there's that's, Patty Pimblett I mean, and Tony. Fer- oh wait, what do you got? I'm sorry, I wanted. I mean, I think that's the fight that you know could launch Ian Gary to be like, okay, this this is kind of a big step up. 
for him. I mean, I think so. in a lot of ways the last fight did, but also there's all this going on about Ian, Ian Gary and how he was asked not to, you know, come back to train with Leon Edwards. I think a lot of people are turned of turned off by the the cameras and everything that kind of come along with him now. It's like it's a little bit more of a circus than a lot of gyms are kind of uh, interested in dealing with. It sounds like. Imagine that happened with Connor. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, Connor's in a little bit of a different spot though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Gar- with these Irish guys, huh? They Gar- just they love cameras. Gary's trying very hard to be the next McGregor. He is, he is, and I mean, not for nothing, he's looked very good. He's mm-hmm. he's made improvements along the way. I was big on him right from the first time I saw him at the Garden when I was there a couple years ago. Um, so the fact that he has come to this point makes me feel like, hey, maybe I maybe I do have an eye for talent mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is a tough fight. It's a very tough fight. Luke is getting a little older, though. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting older, though, like uh, like I was bringing up before, Tony Ferguson going yes. against Patty Pimlet. This is another, you know, old calf, uh, old old bull versus the young calf, right? Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I, sh- I might watch that tonight now. But you, you should. Uh, but Step brothers, if you don't know. I am very curious to see how this David Coggins Hell Week Tony Ferguson fight camp paid off because i don't see it paying off i actually think patty pimblet wins this one and it might get ugly unfortunately for tony ferguson you know i i'm very torn here because so much of the opinions of everybody that came out like when this was announced and first off i don't like the booking i I don't think it's a great one i think you could have done a lot better things with both of these men to be perfectly honest but i'm still not sitting there saying as much as I think he's be kind of trying to be fed, fed to the wolves, I don't know that that's actually what's going to happen. I don't know. There's something about it. Just it feels like Tony's not done, and I think that this is a vulnerable opponent. Okay. But if he can't get it down, or I mean, if he, if he gets it down, if if uh, Patty's able to get it down into his world and be able to work down that a little better, I could really see it being maybe not ugly. I think it'd probably be just a, a quick finish or something like that. You know. Well, he might. You know, Patty wants to be exciting, so he may come out just throwing hands. So. And there's we a could. chance there for Ferguson then. And and hey, not for nothing. Maybe we'll see an Imanari role. He's one of the guys. Hey, <laughs> I would. Uh, you know what? If Tony if Tony wins by heel hook off Imanari roll, that'll be my favorite finish. I yeah, I think you probably have to. Okay. Um, um, but before we get too far in the deeper in the car, we kind of glanced gl- uh, glossed over uh, Pantoja versus Roy Val. Oh my goodness! How did we miss that? Because that's the fight that I'm actually most interested in. <laughs> Bonus for Roy. That's the best fight. Raw Dog Royval, no matter how long this lasts, whether it's uh, the same thing, Royval exposes his back as he tends to do because he overswings and gets choked again. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for however, however long it lasts, no matter which way it goes, I think this is going to be a crazy fight. Well, you know, I, I talked to Royval okay. uh, a couple weeks ago, or just about a week and a half ago. There's a whole whole interview up. Watch it on NY Post. Um, he did talk about that. He talked about kind of what went wrong there. And you know what he was saying to me, too? He said that, because obviously he lost by rear naked choke, he's like, what's this guy going to do, rear naked choke me? <laughs> like, going into it, he thought so much of his own grappling, and mm-hmm. basically, yes, his own hubris kind of did him in, and and mm-hmm. he admits that. Um, I imagine he's going to be a little bit smarter and a little bit more um, humble. I think he has fought smarter since then. He definitely thinks he has fought smarter since then. So it'll be interesting to see what the balance is between you know, Raw Dog Royval and Brandon Royval, a little more patient killer. I don't know if he has that in him. He's I, shown a little bit of it. I think he can do it. Yeah. 
I, I don't know that it's going to be enough to beat Pantoja. I have no idea. I, I do think this fight's going to be very competitive. I don't know who would win it, to be honest. I I, I want to say Royville is on my team. Uh, he should be. I would think so by now. So I will be. I you know I'm, I'm pulling for him. I think I was. I would think I was his first fan. I wanted to get that that kid a bonus. Maybe in the UFC, yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope he got that bonus. I hope he gets a bonus every time he fights. Bonus for Royville. I put him on. Nice. I put you on him too with with yeah. uh, some of those clips, right? From He's... from the from when he was at LFA. But I mean, Pantoja is is very good. He already has a win over him, as we mentioned. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. Fight of the sure. night. That's my prediction for fight of the night. I think that's a fair guess, especially the fact that it's one of the title fights. Something like that will probably mm. be in the mix a little better than some of the other ones. I mean, we like I said, we could probably name like basically every fight here except for the heavyweight fight. Yeah. Um, but I I mean, I liked Josh Emmett and Bright. Well, I know you like Bryce I Mitchell. I do like Bryce Mitchell, yeah. I fight. like Josh Emmett, too. He, he always comes to fight. So He does. I does. like him. I'm curious to see what comes out of that. Um, Randy Brown, Muslim Salikov. That's that's I think the opener of the whole card. Okay, that's a good one. Randy that's, Brown that's is very tall. The opener of the card. My goodness, I am over him standing up in front of me at the UBS Arena. I'm, <laughs> I'm over that. Good. So, um, but Brian Kelleher still around, man. I remember watching him fight in, in Men in Arena in Morristown. Now he's he's, he's still fighting in UFC, to, and that was years ago. So a long good time ago, for sure. Cody Garbrandt being the opponent here, I. I like that matchup. It actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, is Cody's been out a while, or he has has he fought? I don't even. Well, Cody's been out a little fight. bit, but this is this is Brian Kelleher's first fight after I believe neck surgery. Oh wow! I didn't, know he, had, I didn't know he had neck surgery. Uh, I want to. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. So okay. yeah, that that's why we haven't seen him for a little while either. All right, <clears throat> did not know that. So I'm not sure what we will see, what version of Brian Kelleher we're gonna see. Um, but yeah, it's uh. Top to bottom bangers. Yeah. I mean, we got yeah, Casey, Casey O'Neal. Surgery on his neck. That's what happened. Yep. Okay. Casey O'Neill's on this card. With Casey O'Neill. Ariane Lipsky, Alonzo Menafield, Dustin Jacoby. That could probably be a pretty good fight, too. That'll be, I mean, like I said, there's like no losers here. Uh, Tagir, uh, Ulanbekov, Cody Durden. That's a good fight at uh, Flyweight as well. Yeah, this is, a, this is a really good card. And I singled out uh, as the potential... Contested rounds candidate Andre Feely against Lucas Almeida. I will never forget the fact that Andre Feely was in just so many split decisions. So I, I feel like that's he was in out of out of a five six fight stretch. He was in three split decisions back in 2018-20. He had one in not his last fight, but the fight before it as well. Um, so he's kind of a split decision guy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick a prediction for one of them too. What do you got? I'm going to go got? Pantoja and Royville will definitely have a contested round or two. Oh, and, I mean, that, that's almost like a game. It's going like, to be a scramble fest where both guys have big moments, and each person who bet that way is going to be 100% adamant that it was a clear clear <laughs> for their, their fighter. So, well, the, that's an easy bet. MMA too. community is going to go bonkers for this. There's going to be robbery talk maybe for certain rounds. But it's just going to so be. You think it goes the distance, is what you're saying? No, just certain rounds. Oh, how can you oh I see. If they, if they see the scorecards. Yeah, if they get wind of the yeah. scorecards or whatever, mm-hmm. there's going to there's going to be a lot of of disagreement. I think, uh, unless it ends in the first round, of course. That sounds entirely reasonable to happen. Not reasonable that it should happen, but reasonable in mm. that you're probably right. Yeah. All right, that does it for this episode. We'll be back again next Monday. Hopefully I am uh, over whatever this uh, bug is. 
can we can and make hopefully that I have a phone that doesn't look like a spider web. I actually also hope I'm over this by Saturday because you know we're supposed to watch the fights together, which we don't get to do all. That's often. right. You and I are. So, uh, I got the weekend off, so and I wasn't able to go away like we were hoping to do. My family, so yeah, I'm around to watch fights. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.